it's really great and obviously working with an architect and to create your own university you can really display your work and not really rely on the wholesalers which is great to build your business but obviously there's your own retail space to really promote your brand the way you want to because there's really not that great. many there's not that many british designers who are really called out by francois Henri pinot this the guy who runs caring yeah. which used to be called P ppr ppr let's say ppq um, and um, so does he do, 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 does he pick up the phone to you sometimes and say I love what you're doing or how, how much uh, interaction do you have when you're owned by a company such as that how much control do they have and how much paradoxically freedom do you now have then to design and create which is what you're probably enjoying most um, I think what he's so good at he, he stands back and he really relies on great people to help like help with the business and running of the business and obviously he gets a lot of feedback but he comes to the show and obviously he was so supportive of my mum passed before the show which is heartbreaking and but he now lives in London so and Salma's so much fun but yeah his wife the, Salma Hayek fantastic yeah, she's great but he generally is just a really nice person I think when you meet him you're literally put at ease because he's so calming and he just knows what he's talking about which is great because you don't need someone to come in and tell you what to do, dick, dick, dictate, it's always, that's not a horrible position to be in, so he's really quite, not easy going, but he knows, yeah. he can really trust people that work for me, and like, we have a new CEO, Sarah, who worked within the brand, within the, the, the stable, so she's now came on board since October, so we're changing a lot, and he can rely on her and other people for their and if you're if you're owned by a, a, a brand that, rep, that 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 also owns Alexander McQueen, Stella McCartney, Salahan, Puma, uh, God, there's so many of them. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? Do you have access to their kind of resources or things they've learned before, experience that they have, or are you very, are you quite independent within under I, the umbrella? I'll always be very private. Okay. Like I don't really like people knowing what I'm doing or where I'm working or who I'm working with. But it's always good to have, obviously, when you launch your leather goods and to work with the expertise and knowledge of, say, the Gucci, what they do, and their, their leather goods are so amazing. So it's like great to hear how they can do this and where they do the developments and all these amazing things that you can't not notice. You need to take notice because they know it. And, and obviously when you start out your leather goods, it's such a big business, so, and it needs to be really good. So you really need the quality to be there and no better to ask than people from Gucci or other people who work on amazing bags. So, yeah, but like I say, I'm very private. I don't like people knowing what I'm doing, and so we, you're very selective in some people who you work with. Right, and tell us about your your tech, your tech approach, because for me, as a as an observer from the day that I saw your first show, there's an element of not only are you creating incredible original fabrics with tech, yeah. but you're also really good at using tech in terms of approaching your customers. And how important is it for you? And is it something that comes naturally to you? Excited by it, or are you rather intimidated mm. by it? I'm not intimidated by it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, we just launched our website almost 10 years down the line, so we're not really that tech savvy. We are. We love our fabrics to, to be very innovative and always looking for new things. But when we did our website, it had to be right, and it takes a lot of money to do that and to work with great people. So I just didn't want to put up a holding page and that to be it. So that's why we waited. And also, when you're a young business, that money can go elsewhere, and we needed that to go elsewhere to grow the business. So I always get those comments, why have you not got a website? I'm like, because I don't need to do it all at once. It's my decision, it's my business. And for me right now, that money's well spent somewhere else. Okay. 
So, but now we, we have got a great website and we're going to be looking into like launching e-com, which is great, it's really exciting. I was actually going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. but so that's, that's a long process a long, uh, down the line. Yeah. Everyone just expects bang, bang, it's done. And it's not like that. It's Behind the scenes, there's a lot of, seems a lot of blood, sweat and tears. So, but to get there, it's, it's a great But I think it's really nice that we hear from someone like you that it is so hard and it's not that easy to just put up, you know, five dresses and at £2,000 a pop without them being beautifully shot, beautifully lit, make sure you've got enough in stock, make sure that you can provide yeah, There's a whole structure it's behind that, so deal. you have to build that. Yeah. It's not overnight. No. Okay. But people just expect, because I think this whole world of this fast-paced fashion has really obliterated this, the process. It's just like instant, instant, they want, they want it, which is great, but you really need to, we've really had to speed up, because there's so many collections now, there's so many things you have to do, and it's, there's no five minutes where you're not interrupted. It's I constant. mean, you're doing four collections a year for women's wear now, as opposed to yeah. two. Four collections for men, two for two men. Mef, two for men, two for no, men. yeah. How do, you, how do you keep up? What's your priority? Is, this, is the designing and the sketching? Yeah. That's, that's your I priority. still sketch everything, Yeah. which is really hard. Because <laughs> it is really hard to be creative every day, I'm not going to lie. Every day, it's like, sometimes it's, so tor it's torture. It's mental torture. You're actually like trying to come up with this or create the new wheel. But so some days you just need to walk away and leave it, and then it just it comes, and that's how it should be. But when you're being forced by deadline, 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 you sometimes can waste so much money in those initial stages because you're like throwing everything, and then two weeks before the show you're like I hate it because yeah. you had to make Fair these enough. rushed yeah. decisions. Yeah. But that's the process nowadays. So you have to live with that and make it work. But that's the process we're in now. Whereas. When I did two collections a year, it was like, oh, let's go on summer holidays, amazing, let's yeah, do this. Quite and, um, right, but then you're getting inspiration in Mykonos. Yeah, you all these are, crazy all kind of places, but, um, but yeah. yeah. But I love my job. And how still, do you, it's such a cheesy question, but, but when you do need a break and when you do need to refill the creative pot, are you going to the movies? Are you running around the VA? Are you flicking through Instagram? Are you going to the British Library? Are you on holiday? What do you do to rejuvenate? Um, we recently did a trip in America. I was there for a week of holiday, and then we did some like press and events. But I don't really see any any exhibitions. I've seen like, two exhibitions. I don't see exhibitions in London because there's never time. Um, so basically, it's either f via books or eyes and ears open everywhere or. I have a huge archive of my own photographic images and of old collections of things that no one's ever seen before, of lots of twirls and mock-ups that no one's ever seen. So that's my, my source where I feed off of every season. I go back to old collections, I go through the process and dig out things and cherry-pick some ideas that weren't, they weren't right then, but they're so right now, or they were kind of in the process, but it wasn't good enough at that stage and I wasn't in the, the mindset to do it. I just couldn't suffer it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but then you just, I can do it now. So it's good to always go back, look back to look forward. Okay, and how do you digest your, um, in terms mm. of tech world, what apps and how do you digest your information? Do you read magazines still or are you on an iPad? Uh, I read some magazines. I like still to feel and to look at images. And, and also I really love to see when you, a photograph's been shot in film. In, in paper, it looks so much better. Um, I mean, obviously Instagram, the phenomenon that is Instagram is, is, is genius. So you can't, really, genius. You can't deny the, the, the influence it has on people. Um, I mean, the only other apps I use are the pedometer, <laughs> obsessed with steps. Okay. Because when you don't get to the gym or whatever else, you have to like, so I'm yeah. always walking and, but yeah, like, I'm not that, I like, 
time to myself when I have the time. I like to like watch TV. I'm not like, I used to know a lot about art, but then when you start have a business like we do, you don't have time to go to exhibitions or know about what's happening and what's happening in freeze and it's coming up. You just don't know, there's no time. In a way, it's terrible to say, but the way to keep up in a second is Instagram, isn't it? At it's least really to understand sad, what's happening. But, yeah, but it's not but the same as the real thing. It's not the same, but like I said, I did see some really nice exhibitions in LA, which were really good, but will they help me? No, but it was just nice yeah. to see. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay, and then before, we're going to open up for a Q&A, but I want to talk quickly about, you've just done a collaboration of makeup with Nas. Yeah. So let's take a look at the video first, and then we'll talk about sure. that. So that's, that's just launched, am I right? Yeah. Yes, correct. Just. Yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. Why Nas and was it, how fun was it? Um, I've worked, I've, people don't really know that, I've worked, I've did makeup collections before within, so I really like makeup and I like how tactile it is and I like to, how you can open it out to a huge market that not, well, not necessarily can buy a dress at £2,000 or, or whatever, so it's, it can really open up the market and really, which is great. Yeah. So working with Nars for the past because six actually, seasons. I was going to say when you like when yeah. you did your collaboration with Topshop. Yeah. It was so incredibly successful because actually not yeah. everyone can afford a thousand pounds dress, but but your your collection for Topshop yeah. showed how you you are loved yeah. by the masses as much as the high the high that end. That collection was really great. Like it sold out faster than Kate Moss, which I was really pleased Yay. about. Okay. So that was good. But good. Um, but collaborations, you really need to be really decisive in who you work with, and it's the. The partnership and it has to be really the same level you have to be aligned so obviously working with Nars Franz <coughs> pardon me Francois Nars like his creative vision he's a, such an artist at heart and he really knows how to I mean he really I mean knows makeup it's his it's in his DNA he, he is an artist so I'm um, working with them for the past six seasons they've been great to work with love working with them and it just felt really organic to do a small collection of limited colors within the DNA of the brand, so there's the, the neon, the pops of colours. So yeah, it was really quite natural and organic, but it was obviously great to go back to makeup, which I loved, because it's not and necessarily it, in the show I do lots of makeup, as yeah, a look. Yeah, it, it does really complement what you do anyway, but it is... I'm always very simple when it comes to that, right. which is yeah. good, because I don't want it to be bells and whistles, I want it to be focused on the show, the, sh the clothing and the beautiful girl, not caker. Whereas that's why it's so good about this makeup, it's, there's strong colours, but you can really layer it, and it's almost invisible, or you can go really extreme, okay. which it's depending on taste. So. And, you, and it's basically for sale at um, all around the world. I it's mean, online you can get it anywhere. Online, I think, um, at our store in Mount Street, and also okay. some selected Nars boutiques. So yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's okay, doing really well. I'm really happy. So. Okay. All right. Good. Um, right. I know we have a lot of people, and I know we have lots of questions. So we're going to open up for audience Q and A. If you have a question for Christopher, just raise your hand and someone will come to you with a microphone. 
Um, and you can ask away. We've got one person here at the front to start with. Lady here, if you wait one second, we'll just give you the microphone. Hi. Hi. Um, I know you said a lot of your past, or you look at past collections yep. to when you're designing a new one. So obviously there's going to be that interlink. But for you, which has been your like personal favourite collection that you've done? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, the collection I always look at is the um, Spring Summer 08, which was the Chiffon Frills. Like I love that collection. That was one of the most, like for me, so beautiful, ethereal, and it was just so light and. Again, we, we use snakeskin. People were like, oh, it's so vulgar, but actually it's the most, one of the most powerful animals in the world, so you can't deny that. And snakeskin, for me, all these different historical contexts have been really bad taste, a really high-end luxury market. So it was one of those things we used it, loved it, and that collection I still look at, and it's just, it always makes, brings back great memories, and the soundtrack was amazing. We used, one of my favorite soundtracks was The Last of the Nikans, which is um, the film The Kiss by the Clannad. And it's this beautiful, almost high, hi, like Highland, like um, like bagpipe, like really beautiful, like folk music. And it started the show, and I always love watching that show every season just to be inspired again. Always go back to that one. Not necessarily for frills or any of that, but it was just the feeling, and it was me and Tammy so close, and we were so. I was sewing everything. I sewed most of those dresses, and they took a long time. So I remember that they were basically skeletons that were basically made up of skeletons of chiffon and they were so creative and it's I remember that because it was such a great process thank you thank you very much okay yeah. next question I just want to thank you so much for being a huge inspiration for all of the designers out there um, and I was just wondering if somebody wanted to actually work for you mm. how do they go about it <laughs> Do you know, I have to say, it's funny, during my talks, we do get a lot of those questions. I've seen and you on really Instagram earlier, actually. Yeah. You mentioned something. I said, but it is a really I said I was question. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually, for me, it is, and, and I thank you for asking that, because, yeah. because even I sit here, and I've worked in fashion for 10 years, and I think, how do you get into anything today? Even if you've been to college, it's really hard. So I think it's such, what's your like, when I was at college, like, it was so hard to get a job. And literally, I was surrounded by the most talented people in the world, and even they didn't get jobs. It was so tough. It's such a tough industry. But then, it just happens. Or, but we're very approachable as a brand. Like I think everyone knows who's worked there as an intern or a pattern cutter. We're very approachable and we're really nice people to work for. So. I don't know, you just need to send your CV and... All I will say, having worked on magazines for a long, long time and worked for designers and done whatever, is that the people who work really hard really stand out. It's a really obvious thing to say, but, but anybody who comes through the door, whether they're being paid or not being paid, it's so obvious the people who are really willing and the people who are kind of not, their heart's not really in it. It is a family business to this day, even though it's owned by caring, obviously, but it still remains that family feeling and we treat everyone like family because you have to. They're, they're the, the backbone to making it happen. They're, they're your secret weapon. So, yeah, without them, it wouldn't be possible either. So you have to respect. That process too. Yeah. Hello. Um, Hi as a young designer, who was yeah. your biggest influences? When I was growing up, yeah. Um, so I was always fascinated by obviously the Gianni and Donatella, mm -hmm. and obviously growing up in small Scotland, the world was very grey and dark. So when you looked at those shows and the celebrities, it was like you were literally hooked. And fascinated by the relationship because obviously I worked very close with my sister even from a young age I was working together with Tammy but then later on I started to like I loved Helmut Lang like I thought he's still exceptional as an artist 
and then obviously people like Christian Lacroix for colour, textures. But I've always like I always look back at those amazing Gianni collections, especially his last collection, '87, and it was one of the best collections I've ever seen to this day. It still makes me shiver, and I think that's what it's all about. It was those moments where your the hair stood up, and even as a teenager, I knew it was amazing. You just know because it's that good. And I think Susie Menkes called it the work of a genius, and then fortunately, what happened was you know what happened. So it was those moments, those small moments, and then you look back to those amazing McQueen shows like. I love McQueen, but like those shows are really pivotal because they stick in your head, it's a moment. But, um, but I think obviously the Versace's and then Helmut Lang were a huge part. And obviously today, like, you can't undermine Machia Prada and what she does and a brand we really look up to and what she's done for fashion. And she doesn't care what other people think, she just does it and it's her gut feeling and that's what's so great about her and that's how we remain today, we go by our gut feeling. When you worked at Versace, did you have access to amazing archives? We, um, Donatella was so generous, um, we got to see the archive and it was one of those moments where you were holding couture dresses that Madonna had worn and I can't believe she's let me do this and we we're touching these amazing dresses and those dresses are, I mean when you go to Versace and you're in a couture fitting, it's literally like, and you're like, oh my god that dress is amazing, she's like, what do you mean it's only the fit, it's only the, the toile, I'm like, what? <laughs> really? And I mean, the, the, atelier, the atelier, the Versace, the women, then what Donatella does, the structure within those dresses are, they can stand alone, they're genius. Amazing. So yeah, I was very lucky to see the archive and so many other things. And to work with Donatella, because she is such a wonderful person and she's seen everything, done everything. Like, you're literally just like, okay. Yeah. So what she tells you, you're like, you can really believe it. So. Yeah. Okay, and when you, well, we're opening again, but when you talk about Madonna, I was just, for you as a designer today, we live in the world where it's not only about what review you get in the press. Yeah. It's also about what celebrity wears your clothes. And as we've seen with Cannes and the Met Ball and everything that we saw here, to get your dress on somebody that's appearing on the red carpet, the red carpet is kind of the, as, as important as the runway today. Yeah. Do you agree? And how, how what, what is the impact on you? If like FKA Twigs wore your dress yeah. to the Met Ball, what impact does that have directly on... Christopher Kane as a brand. Do you but, actually feel a button? I mean, I think today like you can't really be a snob about anyone or celebrity or someone buying it in the shop. I think it's really great that people buy it, obviously, but obviously celebrities, they endorse it and it's great. Obviously working with Tally, FK Twigs, it was great going to the Met with her and it was the appropriate dress because she is that person. She loves to be daring and provocative. It looked amazing. She did look amazing, one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but that was highlighted because Anna put her number one in the best dress list. So that oh, really? was so yeah. And Anna loved those dresses, even though they're naked men. But those dresses were basically, they were still life drawings that I did at college. And they were romantic, they were embracing, there was lovers. There was nothing disgusting about them. No. So it was very appropriate. But I know what you're saying, though, because it is so instant. But do you, do you, does the phone ring off the hook in Mount Street on a Monday morning with everybody saying, I need that dress, I need that dress, I need the dress, or is it not quite as direct? <laughs> no, um, no, it's one of those things where you work with stylists. I think when we went to LA, we did some amazing appointments with like stylists, and you build a relationship with certain girls. Or, I mean, it, the people who really work are the people with their own frame of their own mind. They're not necessarily led down the garden path by a stylist telling them what to do. It's always nice when the celebrity or the star they know as well what they like yeah. and that's always the best collaborations because they can feel good in it and they're not just being told that that looks good they know themselves so someone like fk twigs she's very on it and right. she know, and she's got great style anyway so yeah. which helps okay, okay we have my time for a couple more questions 
Hi. Um, Hi I've there. just graduated studying fashion design this year. Congratulations. And I just want to know what advice would you give to young designers who want to start their own brand? And whether it is um, better to get more uh, experience working for other brands first yeah. rather than just go straight to working, I mean, starting your own brand? I think when I was at college, I did lots of work experience and that really opened up. Your, it opens you up and you really engage and you see so much that you shouldn't see, but it's actually so integral to your development. But I think you just know. I think you go with your instinct and then you just take it. And if it doesn't work out, then so be it. You're young. So why not take the risk sometimes? Sometimes it's good to take the risk. Just trust yourself and just go for it, really. But just be warned, it's more hard work than what you think. <laughs> really is. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Go for it, we say go for it. Okay, gentlemen. Hi, Christopher. Thank Hi there. Thanks very much, and, and Kavrar as well. Um, you said that you started off by doing the foundation program, and then yep. I think you initially said that you went into fine arts. Mm -hmm. Was there a point at which you then decided that fashion was definitely for you? Um, and also, if I may, what's sort of your inspiration for the sorts of designs and prints that you use in your menswear collection? Mm -hmm. um, so I was always addicted to fashion. I always loved it as a child. And we talked about those references, the Versace, the Helmut Lang. And so I always loved fashion, but I always loved drawing. It was one of my, like I always drew. I always, I drew my mum naked at the age of, God, nine. Like she let me do that. I drew Tammy. I, drew, I was always, so I was always, Looking at books, I was a very visual person, so getting these art books, that was like the outlet. So obviously doing the fine, the fine art and the foundation, it was one of those things where you could dip your feet in every part of the pond and really taste what you wanted. Fine art stood out. But then as you grow, I, I went back to the, what I really loved, which was fashion. Okay, thank you. Okay, we've got time for one more and then I know I have to end, I'm being told. Hi. Hi, Hi sorry. I wanted to ask, how do you stay true to your designs when you have merchandisers that I imagine are telling you that you need really commercial shapes, that you need sequins, crews, yeah. and resort? Do you know, it's actually been an education. It's been really good, and obviously, you have to edit the process of editing, and it's really hard because you've become so attached, but I think you really need to start from the very top end of being creative, and then the, the ideas of the commercial comes really easily because you've got that, that glory point where you're like, so you can really work down, but you need to get advice from others because you become so, like you literally don't leave the studio sometimes and then you go outside and you're like, oh, you see something, you're like, we have to do that. So you need to see and hear feedback and also what happens in the store, feedback from clients, feedback from retail, like wholesalers. So it's always good to get reactions and sometimes, I can totally disagree, but sometimes I'm like, ah, yeah, totally, let's revisit that, let's go back because it did so well or change the colour. but. Yeah, you need to grow the business. And not everyone can afford those £3,000 dresses. They might afford the, the 900 dress, which is also great, and it always has to remain very Christopher Kane. so you have to work very closely and not just focus on that high IIN, but I totally think that when you've got that concept, you can really dilute to other things. Yeah, great, thank but you. But it is tough, because I'm very, we're very, like, Lara knows that. Like, me and Tammy work so closely in the collection, so sometimes it's really hard to be like, Really? They well, I'm that. a merchandiser, so. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about, the language, so. Yeah. All right, great, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank um, you. I would like to say thank you very, you're very welcome. much to Christopher Kane. You. You're fantastic, you're a credit to Britain. I'm very excited <laughs> to see what you do, <laughs> okay. and I'm really honored that you really came sweet. to speak to us today. No, so thank, thank you very, very much. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.